Folks, I have never pretended to be a complicated man. I'm a simple man who's impressed by simple things. And uh, one of the easiest ways to get my attention is by playing a turnaround that I've never heard before. Or at least I didn't realize I had been hearing it and didn't pick up on it. But in any case, I was putting a course together, working on it this week. An artist which I will name at a later time. But uh, that series of notes led me on a journey of discovery. And I'm going to share that with you today. I thought I had heard... I thought I had heard every turnaround you could possibly hear, but it turns out that I was wrong. Let's switch over here to this overhead angle so we can get to get to work here. Make sure I'm in focus. So the turnaround that kind of led me on this journey of discovery. I'm playing in the key of E. Everybody's favorite friend, box one, is right there. You may be used to this set of uh, little triangle shapes. Usually when I'm thinking of a walk down into a turnaround, that's what I'm thinking about. But no, in this case, we're starting up here at the seventh fret. Low, high, low. Going between the G and the E string. Low, high, low. So that's the one that kind of got me started. But then I realized that does not quite sound, when I play that, it doesn't sound quite like what I'm hearing on the record. What I'm hearing on the record sounds a little bit fatter, a little bit fuller, but it's definitely those notes. So I do, whenever I have that thought, the tone that I'm going for sounds a little less bright and a little fuller, that usually means the person is playing the same thing that I'm playing, but on a different set of strings, heavier strings. So what I do, I find those notes on the next bottom set of strings. So instead of G and E, I find it on D and B string. And that led me up here to the 12th fret, D and B string. Okay, no change in the string spacing. change in the offset here still on the same fret so compare that in particular we're going from a plain G string to a wound D string and we're playing at a different section of the fretboard so it just has a little bit of that fatter sound but then I realized Guys, I'm in the neighborhood of something else that we do. What else is it that I do up here at the 12th fret? Oh yeah, it's this. That's the 
the old ZZ Top turnaround. You can do it down here, anywhere you find the root. Easier to play it up here. There, we're just walking down the D string, 12, 11, 10, 9, alternating with the high E string up here at the 12th fret. So then in a moment of inspiration, I thought, hey, these notes are walking down in that turnaround, and in here, just the bottom note is walking down. What if I combine the two so that I walk down on these notes while playing the high E string? That is how I learned the fanciest turnaround I've ever learned. Now I'm being needless, needlessly complicated in my fingering here. Realistically, the only one where you need to get all your fingers involved is for the first one where you're fretting the D and the B string at the 12th fret and then sneaking your pinky in up here at the 12th fret. Because after that, you can just simply bar it with your index finger. Just don't play the note in the middle on the G string. But if it makes you feel better and more like a real player, to play it more complicated, you can play it like a jazz guy. but so anyway super nice but that's not where it ends because I was also fooling around with another turnaround that you may recognize from Stevie Ray Vaughan's cover of Hideaway I think Freddie played the same thing but that is just is just that what we've been playing in reverse. So then I realized I could take this same thing and I could move it down an octave and I found the notes A. And then here's the octave of the this fingering is getting complicated, but then I realized this note right here is just the open E string. So what started out is just led me to this led me to led me to and that's just cool like I said I'm not a complicated man I'm simple and I'm amused by simple things and I'm always looking for a way to kind of dress up the end of a 12 bar solo because to me a good well constructed turnaround is kind of like 
Steph Curry at the end of a blowout game. They're already winning, but time is running out, and he just launches the ball from half court, and it goes in. It's unnecessary. You've already won by playing a good solo, but you throw in a good... It's just like a little cherry on the Sunday, And so um, I'm always looking for ways to up my turnaround game. Um, so there you go. That's, that is the turnaround that I think is probably the classiest one I've ever learned. And I think if you work it into your repertoire, you're going to like it too. I do want to mention here, last year I put out a course called Mixing Blues Rhythm and Lead Volume 1. It's probably the longest course I've ever done. I mean, there's 10... 11 sections of stuff. And in sections 1 through 10, I'm teaching you all these different things to play over shuffle. Section 10 is where I teach turnarounds, and I've got 16 other little turnarounds in there. Uh, some basic, some a little bit more complicated. Uh, but this course really, honestly, is the best work I've ever done. And if you're somebody who wants to be able to... played there that is all taught to you in this course just different sections different categories of stuff and um i i called it mixing blues rhythm and lead volume one because of the way that it got planned it was the subject was mixing blues rhythm and lead but it turned into way more than that it really is kind of a blueprint for playing blues mixing rhythm and lead together by yourself over a blue shuffle rhythm and um you go through this course and you put in the work you're going to come out the other side with a whole bunch of ideas and what i just taught you in this lesson is going to fit right in with everything in that course uh, especially with section 10 where i teach the turnaround so uh you can get that course and all of the other ones by going to Let's see, what is my own website? TexasBluesAlley.com. And then just look for the locals. Basically, uh, all about the locals program. You're going to see our monthly plans. Monthly, semi-annual, and annual. You save a little bit more money the higher you go up. Uh, you're going to see testimonials from members who have all kinds of nice things to say. A dedicated testimonials page where you can read all kinds of things people have written. Um, you can even, you know, you'll read about our pro player, which has all kinds of tools that you can use for, for learning. Um, yeah. So check out the locals program. If you like how I teach here on YouTube, uh, cause I've got over 60 courses now. I think it's like 150 hours of material and, uh, the same obsession with minute things in Texas blues and blues guitar in general that I do on my lessons here. That's manifest, like, magnified 10 times uh, in the courses. So I think you're going to like it. Anyway, I uh, hope you enjoy this lesson. And until next time, thanks for watching. <laughs>